0: Instantaneous! Oh my, oh
1: my God. God! That is so
0: cool. Oh, in the background, we'd,
1: you gotta be kidding we'd me. We've never
0: seen it from her perspective. It's warping. That's so She got cool. snapped. You got
1: it. I want to see this runaway. with every
0: character. <laughs> I want to see them all. do they snap? right? Do they not? What did it look like? I <laughs> love that.
1: Well, What's going on? I've been worried about this whole time. Yes! <laughs> 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 We are here! That is Vanessa's boyfriend. Eric, that's Vanessa's boyfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Indication!
0: Welcome back to New Rockstars. King Ben is confirmed in the MCU. Wilson Fisk, played by Vincent D'Onofrio himself, returning from Daredevil on Netflix. Meaning Mm. we're getting multiverse crossovers from two different directions this week. An alternate universe meta double team never felt so good. (laughs) What the the fuck? (laughs) <laughs> this is Inside Marvel. It's our after show for Marvel's Hawkeye on Disney Plus. I'm Eric Voss. I'm here with MT.
1: I do declare, Eric, I think I just saw Vanessa's boyfriend on my screen. Willie Fisk himself from Netflix. I cannot believe it. Don't you embarrass him in front of her. You know how he feels about that. <laughs> never. Never would. He's he wear that, that white suit is too white to get blood on
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> and I loved his cane. Mm, this guy's got style.
1: Like, it makes you feel like it's a different version. I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll see. Uh, but it is played by Vincent D'Onofrio, as mm-hmm. we saw in the uh, the credits. And I loved in the, the end credit animation, you see his massive silhouette yes. looming over the city. <laughs> oh, so cool. I, it seems like we really have um, different scales of villains now, right? We yes. have cosmic, insane villains. But we have, uh, like Arishem in the sky, a villain just looming over Manhattan.
1: Honestly, scarier than Arishem. I'm just going to say, it's scarier Yo, than yes. That dude has his hand in so many different pots That oh my god That's the kingpin Yeah, yeah. The Arishem
0: move. wouldn't slam your head in a car door no. that's, that's a kingpin move And then if kingpin heard that Arishem did that He would slam Arishem's head in a car <laughs> door <laughs> That is my move That's, that's my, my solution move.
1: To the whole celestial problem Just get kingpin <laughs> Release the kingpin <laughs>
0: let's talk about this episode it opens in the year 2018 i love Ooh. it when things go back to 2018 because i'm like hmm, blip are they gonna rip into blip at all and <laughs> yes they do is a blip uh yeah because yelena is working her way through her list of brainwashed widows where mm. we kind of check back in with her after the events of black widow Natasha left her with that antidote to go liberate the minds of all all the other widows around the world Mm. (laughs) and she gets to what, and she's like no I'm still gonna be a killer I'm
1: (laughs) she's like I'm not brainwashed it's like no I'm all about this life Uh, please stop
0: (laughs) and I'm rich bitch (laughs) it was such a fun conversation Uh, but then a character gets left alone for a bit too long and we have another amazing Monica Rambeau-esque moment of just a character going through the blip from their own uh, private perspective but for the first time, we see it from uh the moment they disappear to the moment they come back, and it is an instantaneous transition. Mm-hmm. The closest we ever got to that description in the past was when Peter Parker was just kind of rambling on to Tony Stark in the in the endgame final battle. Right. And he's like, I don't know what happened. It was dark for a second, but I'm back. Now we actually see it's so crazy how the walls warp, and even after she is back, the walls continue to warp on a kind of delay, mm-hmm. which I just think is fascinating that from their perspective reality is like flipping over and transitioning as if there's some kind of magic some kind of reality stone magic
1: at work yeah it almost is like a layer is. of realities getting peeled away it's like sort of like yes. a snake skin getting shed it's like ah, here's the new reality I mean, five years right. later it's it's <laughs> almost
0: like when um, Venom let there be carnage post-credit mm. scene right like no the yeah way exactly that the no that's a really good comparison looked over in yeah like a snake skin in a way but uh, so Yelena comes back on the other side she's freaked out and then she's like I gotta find Natasha and for a second like she's staring at Anna that that other uh, widow, and I was worried that Anna in that moment would just be like, "Don't you know Natasha has been dead for five years?" <laughs> right. But and then, and then I would be like, "There's no way this character could know that." It's just because so many other characters in this world seem to just know what happened to Natasha on Vormir, uh-huh. and I'm worried that the MCU is never going to address it. It's just going to be a clear thing like, well, everyone knows that Clint dropped Natasha from that cliff on Vormia uh, because it, there was a reporter behind a boulder with a little uh, a phone taking a picture of all this. And somehow characters just know things that should be impossible for them to know. I would
1: love if a bugle reporter was just on Vormia, just be like, hmm, <laughs> a hot scoop. <laughs> yeah. So
0: thankfully, we never got a reaction shot to Anna. It was just the, it was just the Elena staring at her. Who knows what uh, what she learned from that scene? But we jump back to the present day. Kate is coming home, bloody, defeated. He doesn't. He, he doesn't want me. He <laughs> may have been. You know. He's trying to keep me alive. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, And then uh, Eleanor helps clean her daughter up. Kate vows that she's done with the superhero stuff. She tells her mom she did some digging on Sloan Ltd. Found out Jack Mm. is involved with the tracksuits. And Eleanor's like, "Uh uh-huh, yeah, okay. I'm going to kill my own daughter. (laughs) She knows too much. Like, in her head, you can see Vera Farmiga like, okay, I could just poison her. I could just have her stand underneath one of the swords on the wall and just kind of like... Shake the wall. just the apply pressure
1: of the to the neck like so, it'll be yeah, quick. Yeah, I could do that.
0: <laughs> Uh, but interesting twist. Eleanor just straight up calls the cops on mm-hmm. Jack Kate and has him arrested. But that seems mm-hmm. to be like a plan thing. Like she's going to get one of her lawyers to get him out of it. It's all just kind of a show just to get Kate off of their back for a second. That uh, We'll talk more about mm-hmm. that. But um, Kate in the midst of all this goes back home to her burnt apartment. She's greeted by Yelena, who's <laughs> good at Gina Davis seeing some sriracha and uh, <laughs> she makes some mac and cheese. Uh, and they have this wonderful conversation. What I thought was just like a really, really nice moment of characters interacting with each Mm. other picking each other's brain and then like right in the last act of that conversation you find out that Yelena is basically interrogating Kate she goes Mm -hmm. where is he and she's so calm in the way Florence Pugh delivers that but oh my goodness you can tell there is a total threat to that like we are one step away from me waterboarding you over by that weird <laughs> pizza shop
1: sink, like I, I love I this... sriracha you in the eye, <laughs> <laughs> sriracha board. <laughs> but no, I really, really I, I really did like this scene because, like, it kind of reminded me of you know Black Widow a lot, and this particularly her interaction with the Loki in Avengers One. Cause like she played that yeah. dude hard and she knows yeah, how to like get true. you to feel comfortable to get some information out of you. And then, you know, it, cause it, it's always work with Black Widow. It's always all work. Even though it looks like play, it's always all work. So I love that. Yeah.
0: Clint, meanwhile, goes to say with grills, our buddy grills mm-hmm. at first to try to leave the dog with him. But grills is like, no, take my couch, take my bed, take my, <laughs> life, take my soul, take
1: my take money, my take man. Like, damn. <laughs>
0: And, uh, but I, uh, you know, I'm a little nervous that we keep bringing Grills back into I it. Not, I love this character, but I'm just like, there's a character Grills in the comic. <sighs> I didn't and want to fall I'm in love with Grills, but
1: Grills is too. He's a wholesome man. He's a he's wholesome so man. So likable.
0: He's so sweet. And then, uh, so Kate tries to keep calling Hawkeye to, you know, to let her know what she knows. And then Clint actually goes to this memorial that we didn't mm. know that this memorial was set up to the Avengers in Pershing Square, but he, he kind of talks, he does his, uh, Forrest Gump to Jenny, uh, <laughs> speech <laughs> where he's like, uh, Kate, gave me this note and said I'm not allowed to read it but I'll just leave it here for you Natasha and uh, <laughs> it's a sweet moment though uh, oh by the way I, one thing I forgot to mention in the Yelena and Natasha conversation she mentions a new and improved Statue of Liberty that she wants to go visit mm. which is great like we just got the Rogers the musical billboard in the in the promo clip that was released for Spider-Man No Way Home now right. we're seeing another like bit of interchangeability into reference spaces between these two properties just Showing that these two stories are happening in the same exact city in the same era of MCU history. I just I love little things like that. Yes. Um, but then, uh, so Clint goes to track down uh, Maya Lopez at uh, the Fat Man auto repair, and we get a nice clear shot of Fat Man auto repair in case mm-hmm. it wasn't clear enough. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, Kazi and uh, Maya try to set a trap, but, like, you know, Clint turns back on his old
1: Ronin. <laughs> I love how Kazi's like, well, uh, wait, please don't hit me. <laughs> Just immediately
0: yeah. gets <laughs> I'm amazed that Clint didn't straight up kill Kazi there. I mean, right? he was gonna snipe him. He was going to kill him, but Clint yeah. has, he's evolved. So they go back to Grills house, and uh, Yelena texts Kate to mm. tell her that she now knows who has hired her, because that was the one question that Kate asked that Yelena's like, huh, I actually don't know the answer to that question. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she follows Eleanor Bishop to a meeting with
1: Kingpin. Really, Vincent D'Onofrio
0: <laughs> as Wilson Fisk. He's returning from the Netflix Daredevil show, and he's sporting a fancy new cane. And thank God, MT, no Ralph Boner funny business. This, <laughs> this is just Kingpin. It is Vincent D'Onofrio. He's not playing a different character. It's he not Kingpinus.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Now we don't we don't know if he's exactly the same guy from the Netflix history, like right mm. at the end of Daredevil season three. He might be a slightly altered character, but at the very least, he is Kingpin. It's Kingpin, (laughs) baby! No games. So we're going to dig into what Kingpin's arrival means for the MCU, because Mm. it's a lot... And what his plan is, not just in this show, but beyond. Uh, Before we get into that, our merch partners at the Epic Hero Shop have a new latest Obsession shirt inspired by Hawkeye. You can get it at NewRockStarsMerch.com. It's a limited edition shirt that's not going to be around for very long. And when you get the shirt, you'll get the added option to write in a custom shout out that will appear at the bottom of these Hawkeye aftershows. Elvis asks, do you think Hawkeye has a mentor like Swordsman or do you think Clint has a past with Jack? I think at this point, I would be very surprised if Clint had a past with Jack, just because <laughs> that we haven't seen any evidence that they were yeah. hiding anything from each other in that episode 4 scene. Yeah. But I think it's possible he did have a
1: mentor yeah. in the past. Yeah, I'm sure he has like a very interesting past, but it, it, the mentor is definitely not Jack, Now,
0: I'm a little worried about what the show is doing with Jack Duquesne. He, like Kazzy, he seems mm. like characters that do have pretty interesting dynamics with them in the comics, that just for what this show's goals are... They're either maybe intended to be red herrings or mm. very obvious red herrings or just kind of goofballs that, <laughs> don't, that don't really have any kind of threat or edge to them. But we, we'll see. We have one more episode. Okay. Um, Joshua asks, do you guys think that most of the MCU shows are going to get multiple seasons and also tie into the MCU movies? I think most of the MCU shows are not going to be season two, season three. I think most of them are going to be however many episodes, and that's it, because that's Mm -hmm. how most comics are. You know, most comic runs don't get second seasons of it. Uh, Only certain shows, like Loki, What If... And what you'll see are... There'll be, like, uh, spinoff shows like the way Agatha, House of Harkness is. It's going to essentially be a season two of WandaVision. You know, you're going to see... It's just going to be like what TV should be. We're only going to follow the more interesting characters who have more story (laughs) left to tell, you know? And, yeah, I think all tie in the movies. Uh, And then Rick wrote, Clint may or may not be home for Christmas, so let it bro, let it bro, let it bro. (laughs) Oh, Rick, you make our holiday season bright.
1: That was good, Rick. That was good. I like that one. (laughs) All right, what's our
0: uh, big question from this episode?
1: Well, Eric, what the hawk is even Kingpin's plan? Because we just got him. We got to know he's up to something. Yeah, what does this mean now?
0: Um, Okay, so Yelena Belova, after realizing she's not totally certain who hired her to kill Clint Barton, tails Eleanor Bishop to a meeting with Kingpin, Wilson Fisk, Vinci D'Onofrio, <laughs> and she texts this photo to Kate, tells her she knows who hired her. So this is one of those watershed reveals that swiftly connects all the dots On a butt-ton of MCU mysteries. (laughs) There's three big takeaways, at least, that we got to talk about here. First, that uncle in the series, the laugh, the suit, the cufflinks, the heavy footsteps, the The focus on Batman auto repair. all, (laughs) All these clues, they were right. They were all pointing to Kingpin. And it's just a reminder to all of us that the same obsessive paranoia that led me to Mephisto... Now, with Kang being right, with Kingpin being right, it, folks, does actually work more often than not. So shut it. Let us do our thing. (laughs) We are... Chasing the rabbits down the rabbit hole, and sometimes the rabbits are a giant version of Vincent D'Onofrio. Okay, but second, the MCU is now officially bridging over to the Netflix Marvel world, Mm. which Kevin Feige did indicate would be the case when he confirmed that Charlie Cox would be returning as Daredevil. But this is a huge, huge deal, because until now, the MCU never acknowledged the Netflix characters as MCU canon. Those shows reference the MCU, but not the other way around. Unlike Feige's strategy of expanding the multiverse with Doctor Strange, Magic, and Spider-Man No Way Home, or Kang timelines in Loki, this move suggests that a previously separate side universe is just simply part of the MCU already. So, not only are Charlie Cox Daredevil and Vincent D'Onofrio Kingpin now MCU canon, potentially so are John Bernthal Punisher, Kristen Ritter, Jessica Jones, Mike Coulter, Luke Cage, Finn Jones, Iron Fist, Jessica Henwick, Colleen Wing, Rosario Dawson, Claire Temple, Carrie Ann Moss, Jerry Hogarth, Eldon Henson, Foggy Nelson, Deborah Ann Wolfe, Karen Page, Rob Morgan, Turk Barrett, Ooh! Scott Glenn Stick, Sigourney <laughs> Weaver, Alexandra Reed, Elodie Young, Nachios... The hand? Technically, Mahershala Ali, Cornell Stokes, despite him being the upcoming MCU (laughs) Blade. But I do say potentially because there is also an a la carte way that the MCU could just pick and choose which of these characters they want to bring in instead of just assuming all of them are automatically in the MCU. Because we also have to keep in mind all of the seasons of those shows are still Netflix productions. And Mm -hmm. I doubt Kevin Feige's MCU on Disney Plus is going to say, hey, uh, hop on over to the rival streaming platform Netflix (laughs) to catch up on all these characters. So I think instead what we might be seeing is kind of like, not a full reboot, but just like a slightly altered, a slightly altered reality version of these characters that are still essentially who they are and who we Mm -hmm. know them as and what we like about them. But they're just going to have like a slightly different history that uh, the MCU now has the freedom to uh, define in their own way. I, I have a video coming out later today that's going to go more into that, um, but it is it is very exciting either way. Oh yeah, for sure. But third, uh, this reveal confirms our criminal family tree that we've been wondering mm. about. So Kingpin is indeed the boss of the tracksuits. He's the boss of Jack Duquesne. Kingpin, interestingly, had William Lopez killed, mm. as, as we suspect it might've been the case from the comics, right? Uh, right? But Kingpin is at least an associate of Eleanor and an associate of Val. By extension. So, Eleanor is at the very least a client of Val. And Val was the person Eleanor called to put the hit out on Clint. And it seems like Kingpin was that powerful friend that Armand was talking about, whom Eleanor partnered with, to build her operation. So, what is Kingpin's plan? Why did he have William Lopez killed? Well, I think it's important that the MCU keeps returning to the date of 2012, the Battle of New York. And game went back there. Loki went back there in its first episode. Hawkeye opened up with it, too. It seems like 2012... And perhaps the Avengers using that moment as a nexus point from which many branch timelines formed during their time heist, destabilizing that point in history. And we know one of those branches led to the Loki variant himself, a crucial key component of Kang's plan in the Loki series. And it may just seem like 2012 may be a pivotal moment in which the seed of the multiverse was planted. And assuming this Vincent D'Onofrio, Wilson Fisk, is anything like his character in the Netflix series, the Battle of New York was a crucial event in Wilson Fisk's rise to power. He used the chaos after the battle to build his base of power in Hell's Kitchen and extend Mm -hmm. it to all of Manhattan. But in this new Kingpin history that is kind of being crafted in the MCU... We know in 2007, Fisk had a captain named William Lopez in his tracksuit mafia organization. But then sometime during the blip, and we know it was during the blip because Clint was Ronan at this point, right. Fisk betrayed William and had William's number two, Cassie, give up their location to the Ronan to come kill them. So my assumption he did that was to get the Ronan off his back, Kingpin did, by giving up a high-ranking member of his operation. And then at that point, Kingpin went underground, tried to escape the Ronan's wrath. Now, Cassie doesn't want Maya Lopez to pursue the Ronin because that would uncover Cassie's involvement and betrayal in that. And I assume Maya is going to figure out that Uncle Wilson made the call and it's going to set up Kingpin as her antagonist in the new Echo spinoff series. But in the meantime, I think we need to assume that Kingpin ordered the tracksuits to recover that watch from Avengers Compound if they are indeed working for him. And that's kind of the remaining mystery as we head into the finale. We still don't really know what that watch is all about other than that Clint and Laura Barton are super freaked out about it getting out there. Um, This episode in particular didn't go any further into Laura Barton as Mockingbird. Um, That might still be the case. I just don't think it's going to be like a huge deal. I think it might just be kind of thrown in there. Oh, and also she used to be an ex-agent in Mockingbird. (laughs) But I think more and more likely that this watch either belonged to Nick Fury or maybe to Phil Coulson. Because Mm -hmm. Phil Coulson wore Rolexes, if you go back to the look of the past films. And that watch could contain some kind of asset list. I have speculated that it could be scrolls hidden on Earth, which would be something that Fisk might expose and exploit in a secret invasion series. Also, this would give Kevin Feige a chance to canonize Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as well by establishing that Bill Coulson is still alive. And Clint Barton knows about that and is trying to protect that secret. Mm. So ultimately, I think Kingpin's plan is to stay invisible, as invisible as possible, as he was at the beginning of Daredevil season one. No one around New York seemed to know his name. He was just kind of like one of these power players in the shadows. I think he wants to dominate the criminal empire in New York. I think he wants to collect Avengers tech. He wants to bankroll a Dark Avengers hit squad through Val, and I think he wants to scare the shit out of everyone by making us all think our friends and loved ones are alien shapeshifters in disguise. (laughs) So I think he's a (laughs) multi-pronged plan, but I think it all feeds into him being the king of it all. But what do you think, MT?
1: Oh yeah, I I definitely feel like Kingpin and Val are part of this weird, like, secret organization that's coming together to control the world on various levels. And, you know, and I think that alien shapeshifting level is a is a pretty big thing. We know that aliens are a very big thing on the minds of the MCU. And everyone was like picking over all of the wreckage of the Endgame battle. So like everyone's all about aliens. So like I definitely feel like there could be some alien connections to this Fisk watch. I think that, you know, Fisk might want it to be ahead of the game to have like just high tech that, you know, could possibly have to do with aliens or it could be um Stark technology, who knows. But I just think that Kingpin just wants um just a huge piece of technology that is in this watch. It's just the technology that maybe you can utilize it to, um, you know, for his own gain, like maybe to recreate the technology or it's a key to like maybe a safe or something. I, yeah. I definitely think that this version of Kingpin um, in particular is going to be a different uh, version altogether. I think that, like you said, we're going to probably get like hints at, Oh yeah, the same events sort of happened between daredevil and Kingpin. But this, because this is like the MCU and we don't really want you to have to watch the Netflix shows. Like you said, we're just going to completely just make a new... These are all variants of the characters. And um, yeah, so I think that's what's going on here.
0: I think it's simple enough just to say they're variants. I don't know if that's the word they're going to use, but I, oh, yeah. I, I think he is going to have just like a slightly different story to him. But mm. like, I I think Kevin Feige, his team are, are very good at recognizing what elements of these characters that uh, fans love and want to see mm. again. My hope, my hope is they let... This be just as violent on the net as he was on the (laughs) netflix show because that is a big part of why people loved his characters he's terrifying Mm -hmm. to see how apeshit he goes on people and my worry is that as a disney plus character they'll have to have some of that off screen but i mean i don't know the mcu every once in a while has gotten pretty violent uh and there was a lot of stuff that has happened even on these shows that uh, it's been pretty violent you know so hey that that,
1: uh yeah like that captain america uh i mean well not captain america john walker captain america bashing that guy's headed with a shield yeah that was pretty hardcore that was pretty hardcore that's
0: pretty hardcore and if they can just let d'onofrio do that on disney plus i think most of us are are pretty happy with that yeah have him rip a car
1: door off of the car and just bash it (laughs) john walker style.
0: (laughs) there there are ways you can show characters strength and ferocity that aren't literally them crushing someone's skull but you can imply it you can do a lot of Violent stuff. You can just go up to that line, and uh, and I hope that they're not afraid yeah. of doing. And that. like,
1: it would be weird if they didn't go for it in this next episode, considering that they did, like you know, build up him as this like really scary individual, the big guy. And so, like, he seems right. to have the ref- the reputation of being an extremely violent person. Um, if he needs to get down to it himself, both Clint and Laura Barton are afraid of him when mm-hmm. he when Clint
0: brings up the big guy. Laura
1: goes, Jesus,
0: like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, she pisses herself over there. Like, so it's fascinating. She knows from, you know, even though there's a lot of people, Kate Bishop doesn't know by face who Wilson Fisk is, but Laura Barton does. Again, another clue that Laura Barton has some history in the world of spycraft or espionage or intelligence. I think the fact that Laura Barton fears him, I'm just curious what Clint's history was. I think, I think uh, Kingpin feared the ronin for sure which is Mm. interesting they were both kind of afraid of each other they were both like uh deers locking horns (laughs) getting back to the watch here um it seems like it is going to be the clue to unlocking what kingpin's future will be beyond echo you know Mm. echo he has that personal conflict with maya lopez a character like that you you want to bring him back in a lot of different titles because he's just so good he's he's always a looming threat Mm. And there are a couple different directions. I think if the watch represents a technological asset that Wilson Fisk wants to acquire, it seems like Armor Wars will be the mm. future of the character. If it's something that is information, an asset list, information that people otherwise wouldn't have, then it seems like Secret Invasion is the place that he'll show up in next. Mm. Um, I don't know if you know, they're going to put him in a movie. This is the kind of character right now that they want to explore in the Disney Plus side of the world. Right. Um, I guess we'll see. The fact that Clint and Laura, the way they're talking about it, I don't know if they would be as worried about like, or know as much about the intricacies of Stark engineering Mm. as they would about information. I could see it going either direction. I I just mentioned Secret Invasion because I know Secret Invasion is coming out in the next year. I think Armor Wars is going to be the year after that. Yeah. So the fact that Secret Invasion is a a more present threat
1: uh, that's why I kind of lean more towards scrolls. Oh no, I think that Secret Invasion will definitely have a Kingpin tie-in for sure, but I definitely think you hit the nail on the head with the uh, Armor Wars. That Iron Man armor is a huge piece of, like, it's a hot commodity and I think that Kingpin wants it, so... I think that he's yeah. going to be a huge, huge player in our Wars for sure.
0: Well, we're going to talk more, obviously, about what Kingpin's goals are in the MCU, where he's going to show up next. Uh, but first, one thing none of us want to be worrying about is the looming specter of a big old credit card balance. Upstart can help lift that burden and help you avoid the debt demon. Upstart is a fast and easy way to pay off your debt with a personal loan all online. Whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high-interest debt, or funding personal expenses, over half a million people have used Upstart to get a simple fixed monthly payment. Unlike other lenders, Upstart looks at more than just your credit score, like your income and your employment history. This means they can offer smarter rates with trusted partners. With a five-minute online rate check, you can see your rate up front for loans between $1,000 and $50,000. You can receive funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com marvel. That's upstart.com marvel. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know that we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to up start.com Marvel. Also, we want to thank ButcherBox for sponsoring this episode. Quality matters when it comes to the meat in your holiday meals, and when you invest in high quality meat from ButcherBox, the benefits go way beyond a great tasting meal. ButcherBox sources their meat from partners with the highest standards for quality. Their sourcing decisions keep the farmer, the planet, the animal, and your family in mind. One of the best parts of ButcherBox is the convenience. It comes right to your door. You don't have to worry about if your grocery store will have good stuff available, or if they'll be sold out. Every month, ButcherBox ships a curated selection of high quality meat right to your home. Free shipping for the continental U.S. Packed fresh and shipped frozen for convenience so you can save time on your next grocery store trip. This holiday, ButcherBox is giving new members one pack of bacon for free in every box, plus $20 off each box for the first five months of your membership. That's free bacon for life and up to $100 off. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash marvel. That's butcherbox.com slash marvel. And we want to thank Coinbase for sponsoring this episode. If you've been following the cryptocurrency Now is the time to start getting involved. Coinbase makes it quick and easy to start your own portfolio and learn to trade like a pro. Coinbase offers a trusted and easy-to-use platform to buy, sell, and spend cryptocurrency. They support the most popular digital currencies on the market and make them accessible to everyone. They offer portfolio management and protection, learning resources, and a mobile app so that you can trade securely and monitor your crypto all in one place. Millions of people in over 100 countries use Coinbase with their digital assets. Whether you're looking to diversify, just getting started, or searching for a better way to access crypto markets start today with coinbase for a limited time new users can get ten dollars in free bitcoin when you sign up today at coinbase.com slash marvel sign up at coinbase.com slash marvel for ten dollars in free bitcoin this offer is for a limited time only so be sure to sign up today that's coinbase.com slash marvel and we thank helix for sponsoring today's episode you might lose sleep because you're staying up late watching the latest hawkeye episode but you shouldn't lose sleep because of a bad mattress helix sleep has a sleep quiz that matches your body type and your sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you they have soft medium and firm mattresses mattress is great for cooling you down if you sleep hot even a helix plus mattress for plus size sleepers i have a helix mattress and i love it the quiz matched me with a medium firm mattress with lumbar support that sleeps cool the mattress ships right to your door for free no need to go to the mattress store just go to helix insidemarvel inside marvel take their two-minute sleep quiz and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life they have a 10-year warranty and you get to try it out for 100 nights risk- risk-free. They'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it, but you will love it. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash inside Marvel.
1: All right, buddy. What the hawk does Yelena's dusting and undusting tell us about the nature of the blip? Because like, that is probably the most unique uh, dusting clip I've ever seen. Like, I I love how the the paint was peeling too. I'm like, oh my God, the background's dusting. It's so cool, but it's just an effect.
0: I loved that. I loved that so much. Um, And this is the first time, as we talked about before, that we have seen the moment of the blip from the perspective of someone who dusted. And for them, it is instantaneous. It's all fluid. It's one shot. I thought it was such brilliant camera work by Bert and Bertie to to stage it that way. To make it seem so confusing, you know? Mm -hmm. It wasn't like a blackout, which is what we kind of assumed it was. Like, from your perspective you're kind of fading out of existence Mm -hmm. it fades to black for a moment and then you fade back into life as it seemed to be for monica rambeau like she's like kind of waking up from a sleep yeah this it's like i'm uh the room is being (laughs) shifted around me like (laughs) like it's an acid trip almost that's a weird i wonder how you go to
1: sleep that day it's like wow i woke up today and it was five years ago now i'm going to sleep it's five years later it's so weird
0: it's such a cool way to show the progression of time in this weird reality warping way because the MCU has shown us what time looks like when it's speeding forward through the VFX uh, of Doctor Strange. Like right. when he's fast forwarding through time, um, which is just kind of like, it's like an old VFX like analog. Like you're just fast forwarding quickly through things. Uh, right. Or in Loki, the way it kind of showed time uh, progression in the future. Here it almost looked a lot like Wanda Maximoff or Doctor Strange or as we saw in the Venom post credit scene, it had that same like the room around you is like rolling over, weaving together, almost like a watercolor painting into right. something new. And it just shows us that this magic is a different kind of Infinity Stone magic, something more connected to the Reality Stone. Mm. And we've gone through frame-by-frame Infinity War, Avengers Endgame, and we've, you know, gone frame and we've tried to pause the exact moment of the snap and we pointed out, oh, there's like a a red glow around the Incredible Hulk the moment he snaps everyone back, showing that like it's the reality stone that is ultimately of the six stones, the one that is locking everything in place. Mm. And I wonder if there is something to that now, that at least, like, the reality stone's magic to me is the most interesting, at least visually, uh, in the way it functions on the oh, characters sure. and the most unexplored of the, of the six stones. I hope that there is something to that, like that Yelena shifting forward five years in and out of a blip, that there is some kind of physical connection between that and the way Wanda Maximoff warps reality.
1: Mm. Yeah, no, it really just gives me the vibes of like, you know, I, I, kind of like peeling away old wallpaper when the snap happens. Like, it's just like, I I don't know if I'm just saying that because we saw the background peel away, but like, it just almost seems like a layer is getting peeled off and like you're here you're exposing the, the new layer five years later. So I, I definitely feel like yeah. the reality stone because like the reality stone seems to work in sort of like a Photoshop layer sort of way. We see it with Thanos. We see it when he uses it on Nowhere and on Titan. So yeah, I think that, the reality stone component, um, obviously in conjunction with the other five stones, is is a really huge component of the snap because it's basically erasing you from reality. It's erasing your your atomic right. components. So, yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure.
0: We didn't know that Yelena was one of the blip victims until now. I mm-hmm. love the choice of making her that because it puts her closer in age now to Kate Bishop. Like, Yelena right. would be, uh, based off of how old she was in the Black Widow prologue, I think she would be around 30 years old now, which is interesting because Florence... Is 25 years old, so she's playing <laughs> older than her years, which she's such a good actress, she's pulling off. <laughs> Kate, meanwhile, we know is 22. So, whereas it would before seem like Elena Belova was part of a different generation, now it brings her as uh, closer to the generation of Kate Bishop, and you start to see you know, there isn't so much of an age difference, there's an experience difference for sure. But yeah. whereas Elena came right back, uh, into the year 2023 after leaving 2018 kate bishop spent those five years still surviving on earth perfecting her skills learning certain things about the ways of the world there's a lot of ways she's naive there's just a lot of characters who otherwise would have never crossed paths now the blip was kind of an equalizer for them and i just i like that
1: oh yeah for sure i i i love a uh, a yelena who's just five years behind on everything and she's just like i really just yeah. want to catch up but i just want to see the statue of liberty i just want to see steve yeah. rogers the musical <laughs> i just want to see all sorts of things now let's talk about eleanor and
0: jack mt why do you think eleanor had jack arrested what do you think is the move here that we're gonna find out next
1: i think this chick obviously her daughter is starting to find things out about her sketchy activities and she wants to pin the blame on jack because she knows that hawkeye Mm -hmm. is investigating if it was just her daughter she could just do her manipulative thing and be like oh no it's it's amazing. Your dad would have loved how you are today. Well, no, nah, she would have manipulated her and she would have forgot about it. But now she knows that Hawkeye, who is a really big deal and who is a professional spy, is, is looking into it. She knows that she has to do something. So she had she had to frame Jack, who she, was, she, she I believe she was probably using for his money. There's a particular line in this episode when um, Eleanor says to Kate, hey, you're the most important thing to me. And I was just like, well, I feel like kate's dad left all the money to her or something like something has happened oh there's a trust fund
0: or something like that. she is
1: a financial asset to her mom and she just wants her to stay alive for some reason i don't know what's going on but i know that her mom Ah. just doesn't feel like she genuinely loves her daughter so i feel like with jack and with kate they're both um money moves for eleanor
0: that's an interesting point mt i i it is clear that um you know Eleanor Bishop's love for her daughter is uh is pretty transactional (laughs) or or (laughs) it's artificial very dead
1: and not really uh real
0: yeah (laughs) right but I'm still trying to get a read on Jack because Mm. if he was being set up as the fall guy in this moment why all this performative like oh this is a misunderstanding I'm gonna clear all this out (laughs) at the station if he was designed to be a fall guy don't you think the note for him would be like look really pissed off, look like, oh, I would have gotten away with it too if it went for that ratting kid, you know? Like, if that's the idea is to just, like, uh, pull a fast one on Kate, you'd mm. think that it seems like there's still some longer game where the goal of this scene that they're playing is to make it seem like, oh, I, we're just doing our due diligence mm-hmm. to clear all this up with the police, just to let you know that my name was on this shell company, but it was a different Jack Duquesne or whatever it was, or it's not as bad as it looks. Mm-hmm. And that somehow that might convince Kate if the detectives look into it and say, but we're in our final episode here. And now Kate see is seeing the photo of her mom with with a kingpin. So what what's the goal now? Why would Jack still try to make himself seem innocent to Kate? You know, I think, that's what I'm still trying to wrap my head around.
1: I think that Jack is 100% innocent. And I think that Jack is just a weird dude. <laughs> I think that he's just like, ah, I, all right, I'm just going to get arrested and like, we'll clear this up. I it, I just think he's just like a wholesomely weird dude that really loves swords. And I, I just think that he was meant to be used as a misdirect. Like, oh yeah, is this guy evil? No, he's just a weirdo. They're setting him up as like a future Marvel hero. This is like <sighs> sort of like a, an Iron Man 2S setup with, you know, Black Widow, but with swordsmen. It's just like, all right, here's this character. Yeah. He's wacky. And like, he, he's That's a little That's
0: what's taste. so hard is he's so wacky. He's, he's whacked wacky. down. Like, I think he... Like, he seems so dopey.
1: Mm-hmm. If that's
0: the case, like, it's kind of a lame character introduction to make someone so stupid, so naive, so much of a, oh, well, shucks, I like my swords. Like, <laughs> I still feel like there's a greater secret to him, that he's playing some game. Mm-hmm. And if he is just revealed to be a complete dope, and he has no idea what Eleanor's truly got in the works, it's gonna feel like kind of a lame reveal for someone mm-hmm. who is such a badass swordsman.
1: This you know, he's true. just
0: like a machine. like. Is he's just a puppet? You know, if Jack was working more?
1: undercover the entire time, that'd be crazy. That would be crazy. If he was just like working Eleanor just being like, hmm, this was my job. I just got so deep that we got engaged.
0: <laughs> I don't think that's the case either. Even though that seems like, because the writing's been so nebulous around him, mm. the um, a very plausible explanation that he's Mr. Green in Clue. He's working for the government and he's going to go home and have sex with his wife. Think, you know, <laughs> like, I don't... I just don't see that with him. I I think he is involved in Eleanor. I think he's aware more Mm. of what Eleanor's doing. I think he and Eleanor have worked out a lot of stuff off screen. Mm. And, uh, And I think he is kind of her enforcer. I think he's kind of her bodyguard. I'm just going to be curious to go back to all of his scenes after this is all done and just see like what his true intention was with each of these lines. Cause to me, he's all over the map at the moment. All right. Well, empty, uh, uh, after Kingpin and daredevil who now seem to be in some form part of the MCU, what other Netflix, Marvel actors and characters, uh, are you most excited to potentially see become part
1: of MCU canon? Jessica Jones all day. I'm saying, yeah. yo, I'm telling you, put Jessica Jones in either she Hulk or Loki, and I'll be a happy man. Like, I just yeah. need Jessica Jones. Kristen Ritter, specifically, as Jessica Jones. She's fantastic. She's she's a phenomenal. She is Jessica Jones for me. Uh, but what do you think? Yeah. How
0: about you? Uh, for me, I get, I'm also with Jessica Jones. Carrie Ann Moss as Jerry Hogarth was mm. so fantastic. She was a big part of Jessica Jones, but would show up in other places. Phenomenal. Uh, I think Rosario Dawson as Claire Temple was always a reliable, calming presence. And all these things. I mean, uh, and I got to say, uh, John Bernthal, Frank Castle Punisher. Oh, my God. One of the best takes on any Marvel hero we have ever seen. He cares about I the think they're so leaving much. money on the so table much. if they don't bring in Bernthal
1: Punisher into the MCU. Bro, again, if we have Kingpin, you have to bring in Punisher. Come on, bro. Yeah. Come on.
0: And there's some great characters in the world of Luke Cage as well. I think Mike Coulter mm. was fantastic as Luke Cage. Uh oh, yes. I, I I don't think you're going to find a better take on him. So I'd love to
1: see him coming. I really like Bushman. Well from season two of Luke Cage. Oh. I think that that was a great character. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. There's some great places. I mean, uh, Alfre Woodard as, uh, as Mariah Dillard was fantastic. I know mm. she already also played an MCU character, but right. it seems like the MCU doesn't care that much about it. Michelle Yeoh can come back as a different character. Jimmy Chan can come back as a different character. Mm. I, I, I think people have short-term memories in the MCU, <laughs> and not everyone watches season I mean, Michelle shows. Yeoh
1: is part of the multiverse, man. I don't know if you saw that trailer, but uh, That's she's everywhere. right. That looks so good.
0: It looks, that a, looks a so phenomenal. Good.
1: So amazing. I'm there Day by the way, we're day talking one. about everything everywhere all the time, yes. uh,
0: which is a, a new, sh- a new movie coming out in March. See, go watch the trailer for this. It's It's like one of the coolest depictions of multiverse logic I've ever seen. Okay, so we have some uh, predictions that we're gonna get to in Rogue Theory for what's Mm. gonna happen in the finale. So that's gonna come out actually a day earlier. It's gonna come out tomorrow Mm. on uh, Thursday so that we can leave the weekend for all of our Spider-Man No Way Home videos. I have not seen it yet. MT has not seen it yet. We're very excited for it uh but anyway so stay tuned that's it for this episode of inside marvel we will be back next week with our reaction to the hawkeye finale episode mm. 6. don't forget to check out our many great merch options at newrockstarsmerch.com follow me at ea boss follow mt at mastertainment follow new rock subscribe to new rock stars subscribe to inside marvel wherever you get your podcasts thank you for watching we'll close with our favorite moment from this episode wait one second please let me put on brass knuckles so i can punch your face <laughs>